الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطاعنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحان الذي اسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام الى المسجد الاقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من اياتنا انه هو السميع البصير صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم العهد الذي بيننا وبينهم الصلاه فمن تركها فقد كفر او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected ulama ikram elders beloved brothers in islam as we mentioned previously we are on the onset or the initial preparation for sayyidu shuhur the leader of the months of the islamic calendar the mubarak and the blessed month of ramadan evidenced by the dua which rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to recite when the month of rajab would begin allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa shaaban wa ballighna ramadan that allah bless us in the months of rajab and shaaban and cause us to remain alive to experience the mubarak and the blessed month of ramadan this month of rajab as we mentioned previously is synonymous with a very unique mu'jiza and miracle which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Rasul-e Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam with that of Isra and Mi'raj details of this we would have heard over the years there are many many kitabs also and next week probably in many of our masajid great detail will be mentioned with regards to this mu'jiza and miracle what is important is for us to not allow the lessons the haqaiq the realities the important points that as an ummah each year when reminiscing over this great miracle we are required to revisit let us take the lessons on the one hand as we touched on previously before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted this great miracle to rasul pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam many of the murikhin of the opinion that it was after his qurbani his sacrifice his hardship his difficulty in the way of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reached an absolute pinnacle on the one hand that great pillar of support inside the house sayyidina khadijatul kubra radhiyallahu ta'ala anha she passed away 
And on the other hand, outside the house, that great pillar of support, whose love and devotion for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was almost dharbul mathal, Abu Talib. Despite this level of love and devotion, he was deprived of hidayat. And this is an important point which we cannot overly emphasize. The value of this iman which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. Abu Talib, an entire life of devotion to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in his heart, this level of conviction with regards to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that it is mentioned in the books of history, of tarikh, that when they came to Abu Talib, they had reached the end of their tether. Abu Talib was like an obstacle between the kuffar of Makkah and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They could not do to him what they wanted to do because of the presence of Abu Talib. So eventually out of frustration, they came to Abu Talib and said to him that if you don't stop your nephew from what he is doing, and this is the important point, I've mentioned this many, many times before. As an ummah today, we have to understand what did the kuffar of Makkah have a problem with. Many of us have this mindset or this thinking or ideology of Islam. That as long as I am making my salah, as long as I am obeying Allah's commands, as long as I am staying away from major sins, as long as Ramadan is coming, I am doing my preparation, my tilawat of Qur'an, my zikrullah, etc. Then as an ummati of Rasulullah wasallam, and as, an, as a follower of Rasulullah wasallam, this is sufficient for me. The fact of the matter, my respected brothers, in the light of seerah, in the light of Qur'an and hadith, in the light of the glaring evidence, emblazoned in front of us through the practical life of Rasulullah sallallahu being content with your own ibadat and worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can never be sufficient. Because we are the ummat of Khatamun Nabiyyin. Ibadat of Allah Rasulullah sallallahu also made prior to Nubuwat he would spend days, days on end in the cave of Hira. Making the ibadat and the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The people of Makkah loved him. They were devoted to him. They would call him Al-Ameen, As-Sadiq. He was revered, he was honored. At the age of 40 plus minus an incident occurs. Jibreel comes with the first five verses of Surah Alaq. Allah elevates him. You are now the Nabi of Allah. You are now the boundary, you are now the stepping stone for the entire humanity to enter into Jannah. The worry and concern of the hidayat of the entire humanity is placed upon the shoulders of Janabi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now that same individual who used to spend hours if not days on end in Allah's ibadat in the, in the 
Solitude of the cave of Hira is now knocking the doors of Makkah. Is now going from tent to tent in Mina. Is now imploring and begging people. May you weeni, may yansuruni. Hatta uballigha risalata rabbi. Who is there that will shelter me? Who is there that will become my nasir and helper? Hatta uballigha risalata rabbi so that I can make tabligh of this deen. Quran comes down, Ya Ayyuhar Rasul. Ya Ayyuhar Rasul, Allah it directly addresses His beloved. <coughs> and through this address is the ummah of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Ayyuhar Rasul, Balligh ma unzila ilayka min rabbik. Make tabligh and dawat. Invite humanity, <clears throat> invite one one person towards this Qur'an which is being revealed. وَإِلَّمْ تَفَعَلْ فَمَا بَلَّغْتَ رِسَالَتَ If you fail in this, look at the itab, look at the caution, the beloved of Allah, the revered of Allah, the honored of Allah. Yet what does Qur'an say? وَإِلَّمْ تَفَعَلْ فَمَا بَلَّغْتَ رِسَالَتَ If you don't do this da'wat and tabligh, then you have not fulfilled your mission. <coughs> there will be persecution. <coughs> there will be hardship. Humanity will turn against you. But, Wallahu ya'asimuka minan nas. Wallahu ya'asimuka minan nas. As long as you, Muhammad Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and by implication, your ummah, as long as they are fulfilling this responsibility of dawat and tabligh, Allah will protect them. Ismat mantle and protection of protection from Allah will be with you. Now that same Rasul who used to make ibadat days on end, person to person, tent to tent, gully to gully, alley to alley, and what happens? What happens? The whole of Makkah turns against him. The point I am making, my respected brothers, they did not have a problem with his ibadat. They did not have a problem with his ibadat, they had a problem with his dawat. Because the thing that is going to break the back of shaitan, the thing that is going to open the doors of Jannah for humanity, is when this ummah embraces this mission of dawat and tabligh that we receive directly from Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. To be content on your ibadat and your worship, and to feel that you are not responsible for dawat and tabligh, my respected brothers, is a very great error and mistake. Being in this ummah, being in the ummah of Khatam al-Nabiyyin, janab Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, demands that each one of us understands that together with Allah's worship, each one of us is a da'i, an ambassador of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on this earth. Nevertheless, they come to Abu Talib, stop him, not stop him from his ibadat. Not stop him from his worship of Allah, stop him from this dawah. If you don't stop him, then we are no longer going to accept your protection of him. Na'uzubillah, we are going to kill him. Such is the love and devotion Abu Talib sends to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Implores his nephew, begs him, stop this. Otherwise, I can no longer guarantee your protection. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
various riwayat we find in the books of Ahadith. What was his reaction to this? ash-shams fi yamini wal qamar fi shimali. One narration, O oh my uncle, if the sun is put in my right hand and the moon is put in my left hand. Allama explained the symbolism behind this. The sun, the sun signifies heat, hardship, difficulty. O oh my uncle, no matter what persecution or what torture or what hardship befalls me, the moon signifies or symbolizes beauty, comfort, ease. Whatever wealth of this world, whatever comfort, whatever worldly embellishments are thrown in my path, no matter what is done, I will never abandon this mission of Dawat and Tabliq. Another narration, Ma'ana bi'aqdar min an ada' ma bu'ithtu bihi min an yush'ila ahadukum min hadihi shamsi shu'lata nar kaan kol kar sunlena like I said, the object is not to go into detail. The object is to take the lesson. What is the lesson? What does he say to his uncle? Oh my uncle, it is easier. It is easier that a coal of fire be placed in my hand and my whole body burn. I will tolerate that. But Dawat and Tabligh I will never abandon. Calling humanity to Allah I will never abandon. Door to door, person to person, ten to ten. Imploring and begging each person. وَمَا أَكْثَرُ النَّاسِ وَلَوْ حَرَسْتَ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ Quran says to him, that, Oh my Nabi, you are finishing yourself in tabligh. Majority of humanity will not become believers even though you desire it. Yet this did not deter him. Look at what he is saying. I will tolerate that my body be burned to ashes, but I will never abandon Dawat and tabligh as Ashik Rasul. As followers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As those who claim to be on uswa hasana on his beautiful example. As those who claim to be his followers, let us take the thermometer. Let us check within ourselves how concerned are we for the hidayat of humanity. What effort of dawat and tabligh are you and I making? How much have we identified with the day and night of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Nevertheless, when Abu Talib sees this type of determination, what does he say? Fasta' bi amrik, lam tusibka sababatun, walakad sadaqta, wa kunta thamma amina, walakad alimtu bi anna deena Muhammad, min khayri adiyani albariyati deena. لَوْلَا الْمَلَامَةُ وَحَذَارَ مَسَبَّةٍ لَوَجَدْتَنِي سَمِحًا بِذَاكَ مُبِينًا Allahu Akbar Abu Talib who is on kufr what does he say? He says carry on with what you are doing carry on with, with, with your mission no harm will befall you you have always been truthful and, this, and you are amanat dar and then Abu Talib says in my heart I know that the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the best of every religion. وَلَقَدْ عَلِمْتُ بِأَنَّ دِينَ مُحَمَّدْ مِنْ خَيْرِ أَدْيَانِ الْبَرِيَةِ دِينَ If it were not for the fear of the taunts of the women of Quraysh, that as a result of old age, Abu Talib abandoned the religion of his forefathers, I would have openly proclaimed your kalima. Till the last moment, there's no time to go into the detail, Occasion of Jummah time is very limited. 
Till the last moment, Rasulullah sallallahu begged his uncle, recite the kalima. In one narration it comes, Oh my uncle, whisper it in my ears. So that some hujjat, some proof I have, that I can argue for you on the day of judgment. Yet, the books of history report the final words of Abu Talib, Ala Dini Abdul Muttalib, I am dying on the religion of Abdul Muttalib. What was the result of that? What was the result of that? What was the result of that? This is what you and I measure this iman, weigh this iman that Allah has given us. This is Abu Talib who finished himself in the service of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yet, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Inna ahwana ahlin nari azaban. Larajulun yudaw fi akhmasi qadamayhi jamratan. Yagli minhuma dimaguhu. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam describes one person in Jahannam. Where is he in Jahannam? Where is he in Jahannam? Jahannam has seven layers. إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ The lowest level, the lowest level, the lowest level where the intensity of the azab is the most, is where the munafiqeen will be found. Allah's Rasulullah in this hadith is describing the topmost level. In other words, the least azab, the least azab, the least azab of Jahannam. He describes one person. He says, there will be a person in Jahannam. All that will be in Jahannam is just his feet. His feet only will be in Jahannam. Underneath his feet two coals of fire will be placed. But Allahu Akbar, what is Jahannam? We can't even imagine it. Innaha lava nazza'atan lishawa. تَدْعُوا مَنْ أَدْبَرَ وَتَوَلَّى فِي سَمُومٍ وَحَمِيمٍ وَظِلٍ مِنْ يَحْمُومٍ لَا بَارِدِ وَلَا كَرِيمٍ فَأَنْذَرْتُكُمْ نَارًا تَلَظَّى Allahu Akbar Such graphic descriptions Allah gives of Jahannam in the Quran. Wallah, my respected brothers, if the reality had to dawn in our hearts, like we find in the hadith of Rasulullah wasallam, He said, you will run away to the mountains. لَخَرَجْتُ مِلَ السُّعُدَاتِ تَجَرُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَى Seeking the protection of Allah. You would not even derive any pleasure from women or anything in this world if this haqeeqat had dawned upon you. What lies ahead? What lies ahead? What lies ahead? This is two coals. Topmost level of Jahannam. Only the feet are exposed. What will happen? يَغْلِي مِنْهُمَا دِمَاغُهُ as a result of these two coals underneath the feet, the brains will start boiling. This person will think to himself that no one, no one, no one in Jahannam is suffering like how I am suffering. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, وَإِنَّهُ لَأَهْوَنُهُمْ عَذَابًا This is the lightest azab of Jahannam. There is nothing in Jahannam that is lighter than this. And this is the azab that will be given to Abu Talib. Lightest! Because of his years of devotion. But he also, he also, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ وَالْمُشْرِكِينَ فِي نَارِ جَهَنَّمَ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا This is Allah's 
khatmi indelible decision which will not change i have said this many times before don't be deceived so and so is a philanthropist so and so devoted their life to social work so and so was a great politician so and so did great service to humanity is it possible allah will put him in jahannam despite his kufr is it possible allah will put him in jahannam despite his kufr don't fall into this trap don't fall into this trap whoever it may be the condition for jannat the condition for jannat the condition for jannat is iman and no matter what a person may have done in this world if he is deprived of iman if he is deprived of iman he will be deprived of jannat this is quran this is hadith and this is our aqeedah and our belief ayyu dhanbi a'zam rasulullah sallallahu was asked what is the worst sin a man can commit what is the worst sin what is the greatest crime a man can commit rasulullah sallallahu responded al ishraqu billah to to ascribe partners with allah to ascribe partners with allah there is no greater guna if a man dies on this never mind what social work he may have done no matter what service to humanity he may have done this guna is the greatest guna that you can ever commit to ascribe partners to allah abu talib died on that he will go to jahannam forever in the same manner any politician or any philanthropist after him who dies on kufr and shirk will go to jahannam forever as muslims don't put your iman in peril by uttering statements different from that which go against quran and hadith value this iman value this iman one side that great pillar of support inside the house khadijatul kubra outside abu talib within the space of 10 days both are taken away makka now becomes a boiling cauldron for rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he undertakes the 50 kilometer journey on foot to taif to invite them towards islam we know the incident i'm not going into the details but suffice to say when this question was put to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam what was the hardest day of your life what was the hardest day of your life when did you suffer the most aisha radhiyallahu anha our mother asked him this question the response was given it was the day of taif three miles pelted stones are not arrows stones will not immediately cause the flesh to split open like arrows or bullets stone upon stone boulder upon boulder till eventually the flesh swelled up then it split open then the blood started pouring out he would fall to the ground they would pick him up force him to carry on running street urchins set upon him dogs set upon him raining down insults curses upon him boulder upon boulder stone upon stone till the ground of taif started crying the sky above taif started crying it comes in the narrations dajjatil malaika the malaika started crying 3 miles like this relentlessly he was persecuted till eventually he falls down unconscious from head to toe the body pouring with blood zaid bin haritha as an act of desperation lifts the body the lifeless limb body of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is lifted onto the shoulders of zaid bin haritha looking for some refuge 
Where does he take refuge? Such is the desperation. He takes refuge in the grape orchard of Utbah bin Rabi'ah. Who is Utbah? One of the greatest enemies of Rasulullah In Badr, the flag bearer of the kuffar, the leader of the army was not Abu Jahal, was Utbah bin Rabi'ah. In his orchard, Zaid bin Haritha takes refuge, lays the limp body, unconscious body of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, blood splattered, lays him underneath a grape tree. Utbah, when he witnesses this, Jani Dushman, avowed enemy, yet he could not bear to see this. See the condition of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, what have the people of Taif done to Muhammad? Such is, this was an opportunity for him to finish off Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi But so affected he was by the sight that quickly he gathered some grapes himself in a tray. Then a level of embarrassment enters his heart. How can I present these grapes when I have persecuted him so much? So he sends for his servant Adas and says, go with this, present this. To Muhammad bin Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Entreat him. They don't look at where the dates are coming from. Don't reject it because it is from Utbah. Keep in front of him that we are related. Entreat him to accept these graves. Adas comes before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Nabi of Allah is in this pitiable condition. When he is presented with these graves, he questions the slave Adas. Where are you from? He says, I am from Ninwah. Rasulullah sallallahu when he hears this, he says, from the city of my brother Yunus bin Matta. Referring to Yunus alayhi salam. Adas is shocked. Wama adrakama Yunus. How do you even know about Yunus? Rasulullah sallallahu says, he was a Nabi of Allah. I am also a Nabi of Allah. Few verses of the Quran from Surah Yunus are recited in front of Adas. And there and then Adas recites the shahadat, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, wa ashadu annaka Rasulullah. And it comes in the narration, he kisses the Mubarak feet of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam out of devotion. Already the burden, the pain is lightened. He partakes of a few of those grapes. And now is the moment. The clock has almost stopped. It is a moment when it enters the heart of the beloved of Allah that this is such a situation wherein I am justified in making some sort of shikayat to my Allah, some sort of complaint to my Allah, placing my halat and my condition before my Allah. He raises his hands, Allahumma inni ashku ilayka du'fa quwwati wa qillata heelati wa hawani ala nas أَكْبَرَ I've said this many times before. If we understood this dua and the dar contained in it, it is impossible for the eyes to remain dry. No language can translate what he says in this dua. 
O Allah, I complain to you of, my feeble, of the feebleness of my strength, of my lack of resources, of my being unimportant in the eyes of people. You are the rub of the weak ones. You are the most merciful of all those who show mercy and you are my rub. Ilaman tuktakiluni. O my Allah, to whom have you handed me over? To such an enemy? To whom you have given power over me? Who has ridiculed me like this? Who has belittled me like this? Who has persecuted me like this? Who has hurt and maimed me like this? O my Allah, if you are not angry with me, then I have accepted happily whatever has happened. Because your afiyat, your happiness with me is the most important thing. Like that poet said, لَيْتَكَ تَخْلُوا وَالْحَيَاةُ مَرِيرَةٌ لَيْتَكَ تَرْضَى وَالْأَنَامُ غِضَابُ لَيْتَ الَّذِي بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكَ عَامِرُوا وَبَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ الْعَالَمِينَ خَرَابُوا إِذَا سَخَّ مِنْكَ الْوُدُّ فَكُلٌّ هَيِّلٌ وَكُلَّ الَّذِي فَوْقَ التُّرَابِ تُرَابُوا Oh my Allah, I hope that you are happy with me and my relationship with you is sweet. The whole world's stubbornness and the whole world's anger means nothing if you are happy with me. Oh my Allah, if my relationship with you is intact and my relationship with the whole world has broken down, it does not matter to me. This dard, this cry, this pain contained in this dua, in a matter of milliseconds, the nizam of the whole universe is changed. This reaches the arsh of Allah. Jibreel descends. Malaikatul Akshabain descend. Angels of the mountains descend. Jibreel says, Ya Rasulullah, your call has reached the arsh of Allah. Give the command, give the ishara. And the two mountains on both sides of Taif will be brought together. And like Surma, this nation will be crushed forever. Nabi Rahmat. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ ya Allah says, we have not sent you as anything but a mercy for humanity. Today as an ummah, we don't have mercy for one another. Today as an ummah, one side the brotherhood of Islam, inside the hatred, on the basis of race, on the basis of nationality, on the basis of ideology, on the basis of some material gain, brother doesn't talk to brother, relative doesn't talk to relative. There is nafrat and hatred in the heart for one another. This was the level of persecution, yet his heart is filled with mercy. No! He says, No, Jibreel, no! The narration of Ahad, Allah has not sent me as one who will curse humanity. Allah has sent me as a da'i and Allah has sent me as a mercy for humanity. Today they have persecuted me. Today they have maimed me. Today they have hurt me like this. Perhaps... 
from their lineage and their offspring, Allah will bring those who will accept Hidayat. Such mercy, such compassion. He makes dua for them. Allahumma hdi qawmi fa innahum la ya'lamun. Allah give them hidayat because they do not know. One side, the pillar inside the house was taken away. Khadijatul Kubra. Other side, the pillar outside the house, Abu Talib. The situation in Makkah had become so fraught with danger that it comes in the riwayat. That he was persecuted to such an extent that at times he would say, Ma asra, ma wajadtu faqdaka ya am. That how quickly I perceive your loss, O my uncle, referring to Abu Talib. After this incident of Taif, he couldn't even enter into Makkah. Such was the danger on the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He sends Zaid bin Haritha radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He sends him to Suhail bin Amr. That can I enter Makkah on your protection? Suhail bin Amr says, No, I am not prepared to take on the I am not prepared to take on the acrimony of the Quraysh. Akhnas bin Shuraik is then entreated, he rejects. Safwan bin Umayyah is entreated, he rejects. Finally, Mut'im bin Adi accepts. He and his sons gather in the Haram of Makkah. And he says, I have given protection to Muhammad just to enter Makkah. Such is the so fraught with danger is the situation in Makkah Mukarramah. Abu Jahal stands up and says to Mutim bin Abi Adi, Have you given him protection because you have accepted his religion or is it because of relationship? Mutim bin Adi says, I have not accepted his religion, it is because of relationship. Then only Abu Jahal says, We accept your protection and he can enter Makkah. On the onset of this, such is the environment of qurbani and sacrifice, hardship and persecution. And according to many muarikheen, it was at this juncture that the heavens were decorated. And Quran comes down, Subhanallah, Asra bi'abdihi laylan min al-masjid al-haram ila al-masjid al-aqsa alladhi barakna hawla linuriyahu min ayatina One of the greatest mu'ajizat and miracle which Allah blessed any of His creation with that of Isra and Mi'raj. After this chakki and after this grinding mill of qurbani and persecution and sacrifice, Allah sends down Jibreel. The heavens are decorated. Rasulullah is in the home of Umm Mihani. From there he is taken to the Khatim of Kaabatullah. Like I said, we've run out of time. Allah give life and opportunity. Inshallah we'll continue. Allah give us tawfiq.